daylight, start a blank and those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. You'll fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. You better call Saul. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Breaking Goodman, a Better Call Saul podcast. Uh, this one is our special episode. It's a recap, what you need to know going into Better Call Saul season six, as well as our predictions episode. Love it or hate it, we're going to make some predictions, some goofy, some more plot driven about the final season of Better Call Saul. This is our first episode in just about two years, if not exactly, you know, this week, probably two years or, or, or so, because uh, it's been about two years since season five left the airwaves. And of course, there was a pandemic in there and a heart attack that mm. slowed things down. Uh, again, I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and today I am joined by Brian Craig. Hello, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're back, officially back. <laughs> Samantha Russell. Hey, how's it going? And Michael Henley. Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> yeah. I was saying ahoy, hoy. All right. Uh, so we'll jump right into things because this is this is stumbling. We haven't done a podcast in two years as a, as a group. So this is us turning back on the machine. There, there was always that joke in uh, Price is Right where Bob Barker would make uh, about, I think, the rangefinder game. It was like, oh, we have to wait another 24 hours before we can start this up again. Well, it's been two years for us. So we got to ease into doing this. And that's what this, this episode is. Um, so without further ado, what the hell happened in Better Call Saul season, season five? I know, Brian and Samantha, you literally just finished a rewatch, right? Yes. Yes, we did. Uh, Michael, did you do a rewatch? I started one and uh, I got eight episodes in. Um, so uh, I th think I remember season five, but my main takeaways are like, you know, this is a pretty good show. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm glad I'm on a podcast about it. Yeah, we should do a podcast about it. Um, oh, that'd be watching great. was, oh, right, this scene. Oh, yeah. And we're like all yeah. excited about watching it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in yeah, all seriousness, so now, I, I forgot how good it gets like right out of the gate, honestly. Yeah. Uh, the first season has very little like, uh, we're still getting used to things, you know, like mm -hmm. it, 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 it's, it's pretty much uh, uh, no fat, all that. I don't know. <laughs> I believe the phrase is all killer, no filler. <laughs> all killer, no filler. That's what I was thinking of. And I was just like, that's not it. But I like all fat, yeah. no, wait, all that, no fat. No, no, yeah, all that, no fat, yes. Yeah. I think uh, all of those all of those work, and I agree with all of it. But we went from yeah, just finished a full rewatch to I started one, didn't finish it. To me, who's like I watched a recap. <laughs> I got about I got about that far. I went on no excuse. I hit. I waited five seconds after the ad, and I hit the button, and then I watched the recap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fifteen minutes in and out. Uh, so, what are some of the things that you feel are important to know heading in? Other than the basics, like we know <laughs> who Jimmy McGill is, that he's kind of... Well, and now he yeah. just changed to Saul Goodman at the be yes. at the end of the last yeah. season. So this mm -hmm. was the that, those moments. We also see Kim kind of, I guess, push herself to the edge of what she's willing to do for Mesa Verde before she thinks it's like an evil corporation and deciding to, uh, she can't do that anymore. Yeah. And see, yeah. 
what is up with the relationship between those two? It's uh, funny you ask. Jimmy and uh, they got married, baby. Did you not get the invitation? They got married. I, I didn't. I didn't. I'm not good at getting the uh, getting mail open. I, I can bring it in because here <laughs> in Indiana, this is one thing I miss about being in Philly is that you have a hole in your door, and they <laughs> put the mail through it. Here in Indiana, you have to walk out to a mailbox <laughs> and get it. And uh, I live in a house with other people, and no one goes out and gets it. <laughs> no one goes out. We're all Philly people. And we're just like, oh, we'll, we'll get it the next time I'm actually out of the house. No one makes a trip to go get the mail like they do in the suburbs on TV um, or the real people here that are our neighbors. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anywho, so they got married. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that, if I'm not mistaken, if my recap is correct, uh, was so there's no testifying, right? Yep. So she, they don't have to testify against right. each other. Mainly, she doesn't can't. Uh, she, yeah, she can't, can't be, be forced, compelled. Just, she can't be compelled yeah. to testify against her spouse. And that's because of his activities, mm-hmm. not because of anything that she's involved in. Not yet. Not yet. Is that yeah. Real? Is that a real thing or is that just in TV shows and movies? I feel I like that is a real thing, although I think it's not as pronounced as it is in TV shows. And yeah. And I it's not that. also not that you can't, like if you wanted to right. testify you against your spouse. You right. Sure. Right. They just can't make you. They can't make you. Yeah. I, I guess that depends on the state, state of the state? marriage. That might even be a state by state thing, though, I feel like. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. We only had two years. <laughs> to look this up yeah, to get to the bottom of some of our own questions um but now we have a week and maybe we'll do a correction uh not a correction but a uh here's what we didn't know <laughs> not a correction so much because mm-hmm. we didn't guess um yeah so michael you were going to say something was i um i thought so i can't no okay wonderful see this right. is what it is folks so it's been two years and we're, we're we are all the getting used to, <laughs> yeah, we're all getting used to talking to each other uh, and reading the Zoom screens once again. Uh, so, other thing, like where did Mike Herman Trout? Where did he leave off? Well, he started the season pretty bad, where he had uh, killed Werner. That was his name, right? Yeah, Werner. And um, Ziegler. Ziegler. And then so he he wasn't handling that very well. And Gus kind of sent, he sent him to Mexico to like a school that he had donated money to, I believe. It wasn't very clear of what the place was, but he kind of made him chill out and he he was burnt out and his boss gave him some time off. Mm. <laughs> and he refocused his energy on uh I guess helping out Gus now. Back to yeah. back to the grind. What's up with the family? Back. Yeah. Oh yeah. He- so he had been drinking uh and he hates himself and he's mm-hmm. trying to erase everything. Uh, and he was watching uh Kaylee? Kaylee? Casey? Yeah. Kaylee. Or Natalie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just watched it. And she was asking questions about Maddie. And then uh that kind of triggered him uh for a bit of an anger outburst. And he raged at the little girl because she was oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. She's not doing the thing right with the steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you're done. You're done. He said, you're done. 
was it last season where he was picking fights with the neighborhood kids? That, that was, was this. Season. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was the beginning of, of this. Season. Yeah, so that was mm. part of his grief, his you know, dealing with the pain and trauma process of getting drunk, then picking fights so he can feel. Yeah, and then he got stabbed, and that's when Gus said. To oh, him right. Him. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and this is this is literally me trying you're all helping me remember things i did watch a recap but the recap is all like the broad strokes of things uh and nothing of the the small stuff that might become relevant um anything with madrigal uh just very minor stuff yeah we just kind of saw them and lydia and yeah, the, feel, the I, one guy who ate the french the french dressing. Uh, and breaking that. yeah i think it may have been not, not much more than a uh uh fan service where you got to see lydia you got to see him eating food you got to see us okay. in corporate mode where he's presenting some uh kicking curly kicking curlies mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. curly fries with a southwestern flair gotcha yeah. and then they but that was really it there really yeah. was well they met much. they then met um uh covertly between the two um hotel rooms and talked about how the Salamancas are screwing up everything and they got to take care, take care of the business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Nacho is in deep with Gus. Yeah. Yes. So Gus is and trying to use out. him. Yeah. As like sort of an informant and he's kind of in two bad places at the same time. And uh, he just wants, and they're threatening his dad. Um, yeah. Gus is. And Mike was talking to. They've got a figurative yeah, and literal it, gun yeah. to his father's yeah. head. So he, at the end, let uh, Gus's guys, the quote unquote best in the business, into Lalo's compound where Lalo killed all of them. Yeah. Best in the business. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. It's all coming back. It's all coming back. You mean? Yeah. Uh, all uh, of them except yeah. Lalo, right? Lalo escaped. Well, Lalo yeah. escaped and Nacho escaped. And then that's Nacho it. escaped, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, if I remember, he like let them in and was like, pew. And then right away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm out of here. Bye, dude. Yeah. And, oh, let, uh, and let's, let's not skip over the fact that the reason that Lalo was in Mexico is because Jimmy was able to get him bail. Yeah. And then he had to go pick up the bail money from the brothers, the Salamanca cousins. Murder bros. Uh, in the middle of the desert. And then. Uh, bring seven million dollars back in his uh, his Suzuki esteem, where he was stopped by uh, a murderous gang of uh, bandits, and then Mike with sniper rifle took out all but one of them. Mm. And then uh, we spent the entire rest of the episode yeah. in the desert. Yeah, it, yeah. it was a Get, they were getting caught. I called it a bottle episode because they were stuck in one place, but that one mm. place was the wide open desert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then there was that scene with Lalo checking out the, the car, finding the bullet yeah. holes and then going back to Kim and Jimmy yeah. uh, and just asking him to tell the story of what happened over and over and over again until Kim finally jumps in. It's like, is that what this is about? Yeah. <laughs> that was about car with bullet holes. 
this is New Mexico, buddy. <laughs> everybody shoots everything. Yeah, everybody shoots at cars. You leave a car parked out there, it's going to happen. So get out, get out. And he uh, he kind of does. He just backs off a bit and, and heads out. But that was one of the more, like, there's the shootout. Like, there's there's that side of, of Lalo and of this show uh, and the tension that it has. But I was honestly more scared, I think, in that moment with Kim yeah. and Jimmy, yes. like just close quarters, tension. Oh, so, so good and so nerve wracking. And I think that is one of the things that makes this definitely like Breaking Bad universe good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anything See? else that we need to know? I'm sorry, Michael, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying agreed. Oh. <laughs> Michael, one time when I throw it to you, I will be correct. Um, <laughs> Any other things that that popped up that we think are going to be relevant in the coming season? So yes, Kim just quit her job. I don't know if we. Well, I don't think we've explicitly said that yet. Uh, she's definitely in. She was in the throes of what she wants to do with her life. Uh, Mesa Verde has become uh, just a corporate job, and it was mainly because they were kicking a guy out of his home for a call center, which I feel like that's what sort of sent her over the edge. Mm -hmm. We're like this, I I can deal with, you know, numbers and, you know, trying to get properties and all of this nonsense. But like when you're actually hurting hurting someone who doesn't deserve it, like what am I doing? Yeah. And there was a situation where they could have built it somewhere else, right? On another Mm -hmm. plot of land. And they were just like, no, it's going to be here, right here. Yeah, uh, and then they were doing that. They were scheming, right? Jimmy and and, mm-hmm. and Kim. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it what it was. Something about um, arch, uh, archaeologists. There was something archaeology. Yeah, they that had was archaeologists. Yep. They put like batteries, so it looked like there was radioactive activity. <laughs> yeah. uh, they uh, did a, a religious. Um, oh yeah, Jesus. Jesus on the side of the wall. They did. They acted uh, acted like it wasn't the right. Uh, address like the guy took out his mail <laughs> from the yeah. mailbox oh, yeah. with a pile of things with a, a different address yeah. on it and they're like oh i guess we'll have to come back tomorrow a lot of fun mm-hmm. schemes yeah what was it that pushed uh kim to kind of be mad at there was there was like an argument there uh yeah, she, she like he kept going and she wanted to stop right they came up with an idea where he would film a commercial uh implying that uh, all these, you know, portrayal by an actor, but uh, ruining the reputation of Mesa Verde. Uh, and it had his dad in it, like old pieces yeah. of commercial from his dad in it. Yeah. And then they, uh, I think they agreed not they to agreed not to do it. it. Yeah. And then Jimmy shows up with the DVD and puts anyway. it in. Mm. Okay. Well, I think I'm ready for season six. <laughs> Is there anything well, and- else? Um, there was, uh, the last episode, if I recall, like Kim is really kind of not team Howard at this point. And oh, Howard. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's post, yeah. Post Lalo. She's kind of, I mean, she's, you know, kind of like, you know, plotting like kind of darker and darker, you know, like things to do. Like she's kind of 
picking up the the, the the baton that Jimmy kind of passed over because Jimmy was kind of yeah. doing pranks on uh, Howard. Uh, oh, right. In yeah. Last season. Balls, moving into, moving into scorched earth mode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, which is really kind of a, her turning a dark page, I feel. Um, and that, that's kind of how they ended the season, if I recall. Yeah, they ended it with them like kind of goofing about, oh, what if we... Uh, messed up Howard's hair and he's like, oh, put an air in his shampoo. And then they're goofing about, oh, we'll put bleach or uh, chlorine, too much chlorine in his pool. And it's just like all these goofy things that they're going to do. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, we're going to get him disbarred for uh, like doing something heinous. Heinous. And then that way we can settle the Sandpiper case and you can get the money and then we can actually do good with the money Mm -hmm. because we're only affecting this one guy who they she deems evil right and that would get jimmy a a few million dollars yeah two million million okay and then she had a plan i'm gonna open i could open a law firm i can hire these people i can you know do these types of cases Mm -hmm. and she's also very like it this last episode she was very in the extremes of both wanting to help, like, because she went to the DA and said, I want to help the the bottom of the barrel, the people who really need the most help. So she really wants to help people, but she also wants to do these horrible, evil things. And she's just like swinging back and forth. Yeah. 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 I, I would be able to do this, that, and the other thing, help all these people. I just have to destroy one life. Yeah. It's just, just one. One life. It's just power. Yeah. yeah. Remember how much we hated him in season one? Yeah. <laughs> it's the train yeah. problem. Yeah, it is it's kind the of the train problem. problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he had, I think somebody mentioned like the, the namaste thing. Um, he, he was like, he was very calm about everything. There was that moment at the, toward the end or at the end of season five, where he went to Jimmy and was like, sorry, whatever, whatever I did, like I tried to help let it let it let's be done and then he's like walking away and jimmy just explodes yeah. <laughs> explodes like an epic meltdown uh like you think i need your pity something along those lines yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty like a real peter finch moment yeah yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. uh anything else to add as we head into season six to know mm. Uh, we still don't have justice for Fred, the guy who worked at that's the right. money. That kid could have become president. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, can you remind me what you're talking about? Uh, <laughs> boy, that man. There's a money wiring. Marvy, you really would have loved this joke. I just, <laughs> I'm sorry. It was so clever. You know what? No, subtle. that was that was the end of the other season. I think that was the end. Of, well, it kind of was the reason Lalo oh, was went to jail in jail yeah. and needed the bail. So in trying to find uh, Werner Ziegler, uh, Mike went to a, like a, a wire, money wiring place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the young man uh, behind the counter with a little ginger mustache, um, okay. name was Fred, uh, was reluctant to help him and said, oh, but I can't really tell you the name of anybody. I can't really show you the video. And then a few hours later, Lalo comes back and... Mm following the footsteps of Mike murders. and then murders Fred <laughs> looks at the video and tries to figure out where Werner Ziegler is. Is this where uh, he like yeah. climbed over? Yeah. That's right. Yes. Okay. Through it's the all ceiling. coming back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and the actor that played Fred is uh, G- was J J A J James James Anthony Johnson. Is that his that's name? Not. I don't think that's John right. Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. From it. SNL. He's the, on the, SNL. The, the new the new uh, not quite ready for primetime player uh, James Anthony Johnson who plays. Oh, is he? President. Oh, yeah, plays the president. He plays the president. Oh, okay, yeah. That's great great impression, yeah. It, and then I said, <laughs> boy, it's a shame that kid died. He could have, you, you never know what could have happened. That kid yeah. could have become president one day. Oh, man. Oh, it all, all makes up. sense. It all makes sense. <laughs> I apologize for not <laughs> doing my diligence. I to make that joke. <laughs> I just yeah. wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted the credit. That's really yeah. what it is. I, I appreciate the walk. It was a journey, but one that I think we all needed. All right. So I'm sure there will be other things that come out. Uh, and as I'm looking at the the time, because I have a, a hard out on, on this one, uh, I'm going to dispense, like we normally do, our stone-cold locks of, you know, Better Call Saul, X season, and we, we grade everything on a scale, uh, and we're not going to do the, the grading this time. <laughs> yeah, yes. there are, you can't hear. Right. Okay, well, it just pass fail. It's pass fail. <laughs> yeah, it's pass fail. Okay. So oh. what's going to happen is we are we each prepared three predictions for the final season. Now the final season is going to be broken up into two halves or two parts. I don't know what the the breakdown is, but there's 13 episodes, right, in the final season. So it's mm. somewhere. No, I okay. I've, been, <laughs> I've been looking into it like I've not been looking yeah, into I've been, it at I've, all. I've been avoiding I everything. I don't want to know. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, no well, trailers, the, no nothing. I do believe there is a break in between uh, two parts of this final season. And in that break, we'll do another episode where we'll check in on our predictions and maybe add a couple more for the for the last the last few episodes and, and see how we're doing there. But we'll start now each giving our first three predictions and whatever discussion may follow from that. Uh, these range, again, from goofy shit to things that may be more plot-driven. Two of my three are definitely on the goofier side of things. Uh, so we will start with Sam, with <gasps> your first prediction. Okay, so I'm going to be... I am worried that this won't be true, but this was my best-case scenario that Kim will order a dust filter for a Hoover Max Extract Pro Model 60 oh. and be whisked away somewhere and she's not going to die. Mm. Eh? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in this time, and in this universe, Robert Forster's still alive. Yes. Oh, yeah. So that could happen. Yeah. Oh, man. How great would it be if they had filmed some other things with him before beforehand and it's just, they've just kind of just shooting him answering the phone several different ways <laughs> yeah. yeah with different actors and voiceovers and, they and have like it. That. yeah mm-hmm. no that would be so great all right so sam your first lock kim will order a dust filter blah 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 and be whisked away and not die i don't want kim to die so i'm yeah. i'm on board with this and i think the manner in which it's being being done would be difficult considering the aforementioned uh, dude has has passed on. Uh, so they would have had to put some real thought into into that. Uh, other thoughts, which isn't not out of the possibility, not out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. they could shoot it yeah. in a way that it's. And those Vince Gilligan kids uh, yeah. always mm-hmm. that. they may have already mm-hmm. known how they would end the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and known he wasn't feeling so hot. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> uh, let me take that quick question. Who here? Well, I, I don't want to phrase this in a way that you that you give away a lock. Um, There's no stakes, Mike. Who here? No isn't state. there though? Isn't there? <laughs> no. uh, Where's this going? Wants Kim to live. Oh, I, I, I think who doesn't want her to live. Do you not want Kim yeah, to I mean, live? It's a weird way to phrase that. I mean, that's from, sweet. A, Wait, yeah. from a story perspective. Uh huh. Who wants her to live? Yes. Who thinks she's going to live? Right. That's a different question. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. Let's see Which my idea. Want to ask? Yeah. All right. Uh, then let's move on to our second lock. Uh, I will. I will end. So we'll have Michael with your okay. first Stone Cold uh, Lock for Better Call Saul okay. Season 6. Well, this is a good segue because who wants Kim to live? I definitely want Kim to live, and I don't think she is going to die. I think that, you know, I know we've talked about it a lot, but I feel like ultimately, you know, ultimately, I mean, Kim really kind of grew into not just a supporting player, which I think she's pitched on the very first few episodes, because yes, even though I didn't do a rewatch, I did, you know, what I what I did glean from that first half of the first season was just like, yeah, Kim's not really a character that pops until the second season, basically, not really. Um, and I think that Kim is not going to die. I think that there's no way to resolve a Kim death with um, the kind of shallow devil may care Jimmy that we see in Breaking Bad. I feel like that's not that's not a human response, I think. I don't think, I don't think really. Or the, it, it paints him, I think, be too big of a monster, I think, to be that mm. callous about, you know, someone dying. I think mm -hmm. what's going to happen is that I think Kim is not going to get whisked away. I think Kim is just kind of going to just become so sour to Jimmy that I think Jimmy is going to leave her and just kind of let her kind of stew at her own juices. I think she is going to be successful in defeating Howard. I think something is going to happen that's really going to put Howard on the ropes. And I think Kim's going to be partially or directly responsible for it. And that's going to be a bridge too far for Jimmy. I think Jimmy is going to draw the line at, I'm not interested in hurting people. Uh, you know, I'm interested in helping people and whether or not that's, you know, makes sense. I think it makes sense in his head, I think. And I, I feel like that's an easier way to resolve with the Jimmy that, you know, we see in Breaking Bad. Um, so, I think Kim's going to live, I think, and, and I think Kim is going to uh, kind of fade into the background until to be continued in one of my other predictions. <laughs> Ooh. So to, to pull a little bit, uh, a, a line, a one-line prediction out of that, Jimmy's going to leave Kim. Kim yes. is going to go full dark side, and it's going yes. to be a step too far for Jimmy. That's interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about, not your prediction, um, but Kim being the one to be like, go Anakin. This is a little bit of Jimmy doing the, I can do what I want, but you can't do what you want when she quit. Yeah. Mm. And him going, oh, well, you can't, you can't do that without having a conversation with me. And she's like, you changed yeah. your name. And I mm -hmm. let you, I, I, that was what you wanted to do. So I feel like he does sort of have that mentality of she's supposed to do something a certain way. And so I, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities. No, me either. Yeah. Uh, I, when I say I, I don't like it, I don't like it for, for Kim. I like that character. I like that, that mm -hmm. person. And I don't want her to 
take those steps to, you know, to the point where Jimmy, the scumbag, <laughs> you know, is the one that's like, you know what, this is uh, it's a little much. It's a little, I'm out of here. Um, love the prediction, though. All right. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on? All right, Brian. Okay. What you got? So I think like two seasons ago, I made a, I made a prediction about Kim when she got into that car accident. I said, she's going to fall into to a pill addiction. Habit. The show is going to take a nice little turn into uh, you know, proselytizing about how this country has an opioid problem. Uh, that didn't happen. Uh, I think at one point I may have made a prediction about how wouldn't it be neat if there was a whole black and white season of Gene Gene, the Cinnabon machine. We're just in <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska for a full season. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think that's going to happen, though. I think we're going to get a fuller episode of of present day in whatever timeline we're in of Gene, the Cinnabon machine, uh, or maybe we're going to get more than one uh, season beginning black and white cold open. Um, but I think uh, kind of bouncing off of what Mike said, uh, Michael Henley, uh, touching some nice little notes there. I think I'm going to bounce off of that and say that uh, as we've reached the end of the previous season, as we said, Kim was kind of getting closer and closer to that dark side of, hey, let's burn down, let's burn down Howard. Let's take him down and make good things out of it. And I think my prediction is going to be that Kim takes because she that this isn't her wheelhouse. It's certainly Jimmy the con man's wheelhouse, slipping Jimmy. Uh, she's gonna try to take a few steps beyond where she thinks she can go and make a mistake. And Kim's end is going that instead of taking down uh, Howard's career, she's gonna end up taking down her own career. I think she's going to put yeah. herself in jeopardy legal wise and maybe end up in jail, maybe end up. Uh, she's not in the picture anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't think she's going to be dead. I think she's uh, stepping a little too far outside of uh, her ability and comfort zone in terms of the con man, the slipping Jimmy of it yeah. all. And punching I think slipping slip Giselle punching above her weight class uh, I think she's going to go a little too far than she can handle, and she's going to get caught. Yeah. Hoisted by her own card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could see I could see that happening for for sure. Uh, I think there's there's groundwork for it as we've as we've discussed. So again, I don't like that for the character. I want her to right. live happily ever after, and maybe on her own, she's the one. To, to leave. Uh, Kim does not factor mostly into my prediction, so I'm not giving anything really away away there. Um, any other thoughts on Brian? Brian's numero uno prediction. Yeah, I feel like that's uh, reasonable. I, th I think that's reasonable, too, and uh, uh, what I'm selfishly now trying to do is actually trying to fold Brian's prediction into part one and part two of my prediction. Part two still. And then you, it man. ends with you. my yeah. prediction because she doesn't want to go to jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's join forces. Right. Uh, so connect the dots here. I will begin with what I'll do is I'll sandwich my more serious one. So I'll start off with one of the goofies and say that Walter and Jesse do in fact show up, and during one during their appearance or one of their appearances, depending on what it's 
going to be. Uh, Jesse says, bitch, no less than three times. <laughs> okay. So three okay. count. Three bitch count. You gotta, you yeah. gotta play the hits. You know, yeah. when the band shows up, they gotta play the hits. Yeah. Free bird. Uh, yeah, that is his free bird. And I think that he will play it no less than three times. <laughs> and if I were, if we were grading things and I was going for something a little bit more difficult, I might say it's within one scene. Mm. but i'm not uh we're not grading anything so we'll just leave it at it says bitch no less Wait, than three times you're yeah the the bitch is going to happen within one scene or their appearance is going to happen entirely within one scene uh, neither for me um but, but if you were grading we, yeah if i was grading i would say that the the b word would be i've said it multiple times now the bitch would happen in the bitch um, is back baby just back <laughs> yeah um multiple times in one in one scene now they may appear in other in other scenes, but the B word would probably also appear in other scenes as well. But there would be one scene where they would say at least three times. Um, I don't know how much discussion that warrants, but if anybody has any thoughts, uh, do other people have predictions about their appearance? I just wanted to kind of and we have that. we have been avoiding any sort of like behind the scenes spoilers i have only read the headlines and then i like i've been avoiding headlines i just read the headline and then i'm annoyed about like i can't figure out how it's going to work i apologize because yeah. i think i sam i think i might have shared that online oh no it's fine that's fine well and and it just i didn't see up. it you know I it's like don't you're... have you blocked on social media i would say that there is chatter about it just as there has been since season one of of this show you seem like a confirmation is what the headlines implied but then i just didn't know if we wanted to discuss what we thought like how they would do that like aside from the bitch comments but we don't uh, have to. i mean i think that we'll have time for for all that because i don't think that should it happen it's going to be in the first like couple episodes or so um yeah, I mean, but now you got me thinking. Like, when would it? <laughs> when, when? Just how, the timeline-wise, they wouldn't yeah. really be together right now. So, are they going to be separate? Is it going to be two separate cameos? Is it going to be? Yeah, I don't know. Or, and then it couldn't really be in the future because then Jesse gets locked up and Walt leaves for wherever he was in that cabin. Like it, just as a as a fan, it's bothering me. I don't want them to screw it up. Yeah. And I know it's going to be corny AF where it's yeah. just like <laughs> winking at the yeah, camera. I am the danger. Uh, like yeah. at the deli counter at the grocery store or something. And right. you're like, oh, come on. Or he's he's at he just happens to be at the same Denny's as, yeah. uh, as somebody having his 38th birthday. Yeah, right. Uh, or something little tongue in cheeky where it's a knock at the door you open it yeah. up and it's it's walt because yeah. he's the one who knocks mm-hmm. um, yeah 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 <laughs> yeah uh yeah i want it to happen i've wanted i've wanted it to happen since since season season one but i also hold that don't fuck it up but i also i mean look what they've done with this show look what they've yeah. done with breaking bad look what they've done with better call Saul, making it one of the best prequel series to yeah. happen. Well, let's talk uh, in terms of fan service it, the things they they've brought back just for fans so you got Huel I think you had to have Huel and the way they used Huel was great uh mm-hmm. and also 
good for him for losing all that weight. Uh, they haven't uh, acknowledged it in any way other than he's carrying uh, sandwiches constantly, uh, two bags of two sandwiches all the time. Uh, they did that when they first introduced Gus, uh, which really bothered me. They did that really slow pan oh, to, the, yeah. to the Los Poyos Hermanos sign. And yeah, everybody yeah. that has seen Breaking Bad says, yes, we know, we get it. And everybody that hasn't seen it said that, what a weird thing to do. <laughs> yeah. um, what was that about? <laughs> Uh, uh, Hank and Gomi. Oh yeah, Hank and Gomi. Uh, yeah. I forgot about Hank and Gomi. Yeah, yeah, Hank right. and Gomi. Yeah. So I, I think that was handled well. I mean, it made sense yeah. in yeah in the context of the show. Crazy Eight, right? Crazy and Crazy Eight, eight same thing. Mm-hmm. In the but they also of the did show. sort of a weird thing where he's playing poker, and they're like, "I'm going to yeah. call you Crazy Eight because you yeah. had eight. <laughs> you had eight. Come on. Oh, Loco yeah. Ocho. Yeah. That's what we're yeah. calling this guy now. Mm-hmm. So, like that one's yeah. a bit. Yeah. Giving the origin story of his nickname was not necessary. Nah. Um, yeah. you, you you can't force a nickname anyway. You gotta. Yeah. It's gotta. Exactly. You know, it's gotta you stick can. over time. Uh, they did Lydia, you know, as well, and the Mad mm-hmm. Magical and all that stuff, which was one that kind of bugged me too, if only yes. because if you haven't seen Breaking Bad. Gus gets in the car and Lydia's there. Yeah. And if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, you're just like, it's just some woman. So what? You know? <laughs> Who the hell is this? Yeah. So personally, I'm against the idea of, you know, bringing people in just for fan service. Right. Unless if it, does, if it doesn't work for, if there's no reason to have it within the context of the story, I'm against it. So hopefully uh, if what everyone is predicting is going to happen because they already know that it's going to happen, then <laughs> I'm going to say, I hope they do a good job of it. Same. I it's been a mixed bag previously, so we'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right. optimistic. That is our first round of Stone Cold Locks. Uh, so we will go back to Sam with your second lock. All right. Let me see. I have two goofy ones, so I'm trying to decide which one I want. Uh, Okay, so they do another spinoff, but this one's going to take place in the future, and it's going to be called Golden McGill, and it's um, <laughs> Jimmy McGill in a uh, he's in a nursing home, <laughs> and he's telling stories about uh, all of his uh, Slip and Jimmy days, and he always goes, "Picture it, Cicero, 1989." <laughs> oh man, Golden McGill. Golden, Golden yeah. McGill. Pull from the, the the Golden Palace spinoff yes. of the Golden Girls. Yes. Uh, did that have all of them, or was that just not the Arthur? Not the Arthur. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Interesting. Doesn't make a lot. She of may. Have, I don't remember exactly. She may have made like a guest appearance once or twice, mm. but mm. she was not interested in being <laughs> signing on for really? another guys uh, yeah. series. <laughs> this is stupid. Yeah. Why would we do that? I think this? she got. Um, she got involved in the dark underbelly of Miami. <laughs> Miami. <laughs> Miami. <laughs> Miami. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this will take some time to figure out if it, if it comes to pass. Yeah, no, it's going to be a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, how convenient. We can't yeah. open it. We just don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's what makes it yeah, so see. brilliant. Um, <laughs> any other thoughts? No, yeah, I think we'll cover that one. Let's move right along. Let <laughs> me go to... I'd, I'd watch it. Am I an easy no, sell I'd watch for it. this stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd watch yeah. it. 
I yeah, you know what? When when they announced that there's going to be a spinoff of Breaking Bad year what five seasons ago, I was like, wouldn't it be neat if it was just like they flipped the entire uh, genre of the show? It's a, a sitcom <laughs> based in uh, the Cinnabon where Gene's working. How great yeah. would that have been? Yeah. <laughs> Little um, three camera sitcom. <laughs> yeah. All right, and Michael, mm. number two. Um, Yes. Um, all right. So I am, I'm going to shelve my part two prediction actually, because I want to mm-hmm. go back to the, uh, you know, potential appearance of Walt and Jesse thing. Cause I had a prediction about that as well. Um, and actually has to do with, you know, I was thinking a lot, a lot, I'm not hundred percent sure where Jesse fits in, but my prediction is actually that they're not going to be in the same scene together. I think mm-hmm. that would be too fan servicey. I think yeah. that'd be too, too much. Yeah. Uh, I think Jesse is going to appear in a Saul scene as he's finally setting up his office. And, and someone's going to have to keep me straight on this, if only because I forget if Jesse is aware of who Saul is before we meet him, like chronologically. I'm, I, he, is he is in the way that he's seen the commercial. He Im- implies to Walt that he has seen the commercials and he's like, a sh- he knows he's mm-hmm. a shifty lawyer because that was the whole conversation of you don't need a criminal lawyer, you need a criminal lawyer. Okay. Lord. Yeah. So, he hasn't, yeah. so he hasn't met him. Right. Met so in the same way that we're aware of local uh shyster yeah. lawyers. Yeah. Like it didn't okay. imply that he had met him, yeah, but it it he knew who he was. Okay. Got it. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna steer away with a prediction that you know, like they, they cross paths or anything like that. Um, so I don't hundred percent know where the where the Jesse thing fits in, except I I I feel that they're not going to appear in the same scene. Um, I think Walt is going to appear but not in the contents, context we expect because we expect it to be connected with Jimmy. And I don't think so. I actually think it's going to be con- connected with Mike because I keep thinking about how are they going to send Mike off? Jimmy has the built-in Cinnabon black and white thing, which you know I would obviously will come back to. Um, but how do you send Mike off in the show knowing for a fact that he picks up in Breaking Bad and we know how that ends? And I think what they're going to do is I think they're going to, in some way, kind of restage Mike's death, honestly, but now told from Mike's perspective. Oh. And that's where Walt is going to come in. Because I, I've mentioned this on the on the podcast before, but I mean, you watch this show and it really makes you kind of hate Walt in a new way. I mean, I think we all kind of hated Walt as, you know, Breaking Bad went on because Walt was a horrible person, you know, becoming a horrible butterfly. Um, <laughs> but I think that... Um, you know, the, the the takeaway from this show, you know, once it really got cooking was just this idea of like, you know, Gus is a bad person, but he has principles and he kind of built this kind of like horrible but beautiful thing. And then Walt is just this really dumb, petty bull in a china shop who just ruins everything. And I think they're going to cement that point by, you know, kind of following Mike and I, I think I think Mike is they're, they're going to send Mike off you know by 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 restaging that death scene just to kind of fully kind of complete that circle of you know this was Mike's story and this is how Mike ends mm. uh, and I also think that's going to happen mid-season um and they're going to close Mike up and uh Mike will not appear in the second half of the season and Ooh, I'll get to why in my next prediction oh yeah. okay uh if we were scoring I would give all tens to to that because of how much there tens, was tens, tens <laughs> yeah. across the board. because of how much has to happen within that one prediction uh that they appear separately that there's the restaging of of the death scene from 
Mike's perspective that it happens mid season and then that Mike is not in season. <laughs> like all of those to me are all mm-hmm. if we were playing this this uh this game. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, like all of those are separate predictions to me. Play, so very <laughs> yeah. You can score us, all right? Let's just not no. say it on the once air. We, once we I... go off the air, off <laughs> mic, you're more than welcome to score all of these. It's not like I have a spreadsheet with formulas <laughs> and averages and all of that. I do. I feel like I do. these are going to be, quote unquote, unscored until they get proven wrong by the show. And then just like, you lose, by yeah. the way. because these are that's, that's how most of it, most of it, I mean, it, this is all for fun. We're not we're not Vegas odds makers, uh, nor are we betting any kind of kind of money money on this. Um, but whoever has the lowest score cannot be on the podcast anymore. Yeah, <laughs> next it's year, a, you're out. It's year. elimination. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. Whoever loses is out next year. Um, all right. So Michael, that was Walton. Jesse will appear separately, and so on and so forth. I think they're all, like I said, they're all good locks. Yeah. yeah, and and join together, uh, it's a lot to to have to happen. Yeah. But that's like you know, I feel like you've got four different predictions in the one prediction. Yeah, which because there's no stakes, that's a very good way to play. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? And they take a hot air balloon ride. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it all makes sense, uh, and I can see it all all happening. Um, I don't think that. Mike is going to be absent from the second half of the season. I would not personally want that as a fan of uh, Jonathan Banks as a as an actor. But from a story perspective, I can I can see that that choice being made. I don't want it, but I can see it. All right, then we go to Brian with your second lock. Okay, so uh, following up on Michael Henley's very complicated series of predictions, I'm going to go with a layup. Uh, at first, I was going to say that this season will um, feature at least one song uh, in its soundtrack by an African-born musician. I'm going to put that on off to the side. I'm not going to make that prediction. Uh, it was kind of a weird outlier prediction, kind of a, off the beaten path. I'm just going to say, I think, uh, taking a little peek behind the scenes at the production of the show, I'm going to say that this season will feature... Uh, all directors that have previously directed episodes of the show. No new directors. Hmm. Okay. Uh, that is... Zero stakes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's like, if we if we were playing the game, I think that's a, that's a good one. Uh, that one would be tough. Now, you're avoiding all spoilery types things uh, yeah they may already possible. be out there on Wikipedia, that's what i'm saying so. like they're they're they might already be out there so if we were playing i would be like i don't know i don't know about that because you know us. we don't want to know anything <laughs> we love not knowing yeah. and i look forward to seeing whose name pops up on the credits at the beginning of the show yeah um yeah, I'm 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 curious because like I'll probably see I don't like knowing anything either so I'm I, I want I want to check this after this podcast. <laughs> I want to see. I, I just for my own personal knowledge, you know, I just want to just want to find out. I very well could be proven wrong very quickly. <laughs> yeah, mm. I'll text you. No, I'm just kidding. Mm. Um, <laughs> what does that? What would like if that happens? What does that mean to you? I don't know. I think it's just like a cool loyalty thing that uh, yeah. Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould are doing. Of like, all right, now we're closing out the season let the team is the team now let's just kind of close it out the right way yeah keep it in the family right 
Yeah. Uh, now, do you mean to say that it's only people that have directed Better Call Saul or only people that have directed that universe? Uh, I'm going to say Better Call Saul, but, okay. you know, it could happen. You know, sure. The I mean, Ryan Johnson uh, is probably, has done both, right? Um, I, I expected a Saul. I'm pretty sure. He, I don't remember. I forget. Yeah, we'll see. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll one find way out to find out. Well, yeah, I'll Google it. Um, all right. Then we go back to me. And I will, what did I say? I was going to, yeah, I'll go with the middle, the meat of the sandwich. And that <laughs> is Jimmy has the opportunity to save Kim and chooses not to do so. Ooh. Ooh. Juicy. Like sa saves himself. Now yeah. I'm being intentionally intentionally vague. vague. Intentionally yes. vague. So she may live, she may die, but there's something going to happen where he has the opportunity to save her and Ooh. chooses himself and whatever situation he's in over yeah. over Kim. That's Very a good that's uh, I feel like that's a that's a good prediction. And I don't like it. <laughs> like what it implies. I don't like it either. Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like with, with Kim, I don't want anything to happen to her. I don't want to see her anything <gasps> wrong. Yeah. Moment. <laughs> mm -hmm. Any other other thoughts? Ways in which you see that might happen? Because I don't really. <laughs> I feel like it could be in the Howard situation. Oh, uh, yeah. Where like maybe they have a conversation about what they're going to do to him. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of suggests one thing and she suggests another and they go with hers. And then he just let, yeah. leaves her high and dry. When it going well, I told you. Yeah. Or even tips off Howard, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, or Kim takes a few steps beyond. She punches above her weight class and asks Jimmy for help, and he yeah. fails her. So mm -hmm. we're we're jo the joining of predictions mm -hmm. here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Joining mm -hmm. of houses. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, and that ends round two, the third and final round. We go the back lightning to, round because we have yeah, a hard right. end. The lightning oh, round, yeah. yes, because we've been so slow. Uh, I do have an extra to... dumb one at the end if we have time. Oh, it's yeah, super for dumb. sure. Okay, yeah. as long as it's funny. This what one isn't. This one isn't dumb. This is this is my regular one. But uh, I I think that Nacho's gonna. This is two sort of half predictions, but Nacho's going to end up killing Lalo when he they confront each other but then jimmy is going to do or say something that leads to nacho's father's death like Ooh. inadvertently wow. because wow. in breaking bad when they bring him to the desert he says are you ignacio's guys oh. and i just think that he like nacho ends up turning into the supervillain when his dad dies yeah. and i think jimmy's gonna somehow accidentally say something or do something that sets that into play mm. Mm. I like it. I like both both halves of your prediction. Nacho is going to kill Lalo. Jimmy is going to do slash say something that leads to Nacho's dad's death. Hmm. Or Nacho's dad, man. Can't catch a break. Yeah, hmm. he can't. What is the want to go to the police? <laughs> what's the what's the business? It's a car it's upholstery. A car upholstery. Yeah. Uh, and who runs the the one where they do the money counting? Is that was, has that been said, or does that not matter to anything? Describe it. Where they usually meet the the boss. Where, oh, where the, the restaurant. The restaurant. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I guess it's just is kind it of in like, the Salamanca um, family, maybe. Yeah, I think it's Salamanca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Any other thoughts? Nacho's going to kill Lalo. Jimmy's going to do slash say something that leads to Nacho's dad's death. It's oh, a very interesting prediction. I like it. <laughs> it is wild. That is a wild, wild prediction. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? No? All right. Yeah. Then we move on to the third and final prediction from Michael. All right. Um, first half of the season versus second half of the season. All the stuff that we're predicting that we're expecting all the connective tissue between um, you know where we are now and where we are at the beginning of Breaking Bad, all that happens in the first half of the season. Mm, second half. Going. Second half of the season is all Cinnabon, black and white. I don't know if it's literally going to be black and white, but I think the second half of the season is going to be all sequel to Breaking Bad. All Omaha. Okay. All Omaha. And I think what's going to happen is season finale. This is boldest prediction. I'm I'm asking to be proven wrong here. But <laughs> the mid-season finale is, you know, I think it was season three i think was when you know jimmy was that that cab driver was looking at him shifty and i think there's a growing sense of paranoia that i feel is really going to come into play and someone finally shows up and it's kim and it's and this is the and this is the end of the mid-season finale um and it's i've been looking for you not in a friendly way but in a more like you know like we have unfinished business kind of thing mm -hmm. um, and i think I'm not 100% where we go here, but I, I do think that the second half of the season is all Cinnabon Gene, or at the very least, it's in that world. And it is about uh, Jim and Kimmy kind of maybe some kind of redemption story, but in the very at, at, at the very least, it's about kind of breaking new territory on, on where we, it, it's leaving the prequel behind. And it's about mm -hmm. kind of putting a final stamp on their relationship. Ooh, like it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Definitely love the whole second half being sequel. Yeah. And in like that, that in that world. Uh, I think yeah, I definitely want to see that. Don't even mind if it's all black and white. Yeah. It's fine by me. Encourage Just show, show us mm -hmm. five or six or seven, whatever, however they're going to break these, break these up. Um uh, show, yeah, definitely want to see that. I think that's gonna be fantastic. And I hope that happens, Michael. Well, not I just like for it. your luck's sake. Uh, and yeah, the first half being just kind of wrapping wrapping up the the present or, you know, this this world's present, I think makes sense. Um, it breaks away from everything they've been doing up to this point, but there's no reason that they can't. So, yeah, it's the last season. And there's no planned sequels, prequels that I know of, right? Except for um, Golden McGill. Golden McGill. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Yes, yes, yes. yes, of course. Yeah, I hear that's been optioned already. They're listening in. All right. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that? I like it. I like it, yeah. Then I we move on that. to Brian. All right. This one's kind of simple and straightforward. I'm, I'm going to go with the assumption that, like, this isn't even a prediction. I'm just going to assume that... Lalo and Nacho will be dead by the end of this series. Not even a prediction. I'm just stating it as fact. I'm going to say that Lalo will precede Nacho in death. Okay. Yeah, this is a... You had the little, like, lead-in here, but this is a 
solid prediction. Mm-hmm. Is it this is a traditional prediction uh for for some for when we play these games. Mm-hmm. This is this is a this is a solid one. I think I think there's merit to it too. Um Lalo and Nacho left, will be dead. Yeah, we, by the we end left of the that season finale last season with Nacho was running away after letting the the Mexico's best uh, assassins in. And then Lalo, like a machine, like the Terminator that he is, <laughs> is now going after Nacho. Yeah. Uh, so Nacho is in the vulnerable vulnerable position, but I think Lalo will be dead before Nacho is. Yeah, he was. Because ha- I remember they had those long tunnels, and he was like going under there and like mm-hmm. hanging down and shooting. Yeah, because yeah. he, he left the through the tunnel, went through the tunnel, and then came back around. Yeah, left the yeah. door open so they knew there was a tunnel. <laughs> then clever. came back and killed them while they were trying to go through the yeah. tunnel. Very was great. Yeah, yeah, very very good. And then then oh, basically please. ended with him, right? Like a uh, like on him, just mm-hmm. like looking like. Nacho. Yeah. Now, did he did he see Nacho? He knows that he didn't see Nacho, and that so, not, I think he looked at the lock like Nacho yeah, had. The, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, just, I was texting you guys saying, "Hey oh, guys, right, yes. we're watching TV." Oh, at that very moment, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking down at my phone typing. Got it. Okay, yeah. So I could see both of them being dead for sure, and Lalo preceding Nacho in the crossing of the River Styx. All right. <laughs> Any other thoughts on that? Oh, pretty solid. Okay. Then that's me. Uh, wrapping it up. Wrapping up our predictions with Mark Proksh will appear as Price. Okay. And there will be a subtle nod to his role as Colin Robinson from What We Do in the Show. Can he also so, be doing a yo-yo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna pull in all of his all of his stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know what that nod might be, but something that people who know of him in what we do in the shadows as Colin Robinson. Colin Robinson. Um <laughs> Jackie Daytona uh <laughs> is something there's gonna be something that nods to his role as uh Colin Robinson in what we do in the shadows. Yeah. That'd be fun. I watched that. Yeah. Yeah. Something subtle, so it's not that very like doesn't take people who don't know not what it win, is win. out of this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Some that would be fun. Like he's just talking and Mike gets real tired. You're like, yeah. oh, I get it. <laughs> and then he looks yeah. at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> My other one also had him coming back, uh, but wasn't that prediction. It was that he and this uh, Sam, you can go after me with your other one. Um, it was that he helps jimmy achieve a a um a, not not a heist but like a con he, he helps him with a, a con in some way oh yeah i could see that okay okay yeah. yeah uh sam you had another one i did i have uh that poyos hermanos will introduce the chicken sandwich and it's going to take the world by storm <laughs> and then gus is going to take wars. a break He's going to take a break from selling drugs from now till Breaking Bad starts <laughs> because he's just okay. so much chicken sandwich money. Some yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you remember when Popeye's put theirs out and there was like a shortage? <laughs> yeah. They were and like fist like, bites. Yeah. yeah. That's why he has to take it down because the news is there. He can't, you know, like he he can't like. He accidentally brought too much exposure. (laughs) (laughs) The IRS started digging into the numbers. (laughs) 
<laughs> so he has to uh, take a break in the yeah. year or whatever between this and Breaking Bad. Yeah. IRS just looking at things like, there's no way people are putting that much Polynesian sauce on chicken sandwiches. There's got to be some laundering going on here. Um, yeah, and speaking of chicken sandwiches, completely irrelevant, but I just want to take a moment to trash McDonald's chicken sandwich. I think it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it's terrible. I think the rolls yeah. aren't very good. Saw a picture of it. It looked good. Maybe a bit of a layup, but it's got a weird aftertaste to it. Ooh. I don't. I don't like chemical it thing. Like it, like tastes like chemicals or something. Yeah. Like a like really, a mouthfeel. I don't. I just don't like the way it tastes. And there are sometimes where I'm. Uh, I, I've now written them off because I would keep getting it. That's, uh, that, that's <laughs> where you draw the line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My fiftieth one. That's, that is still not it. good. Still yeah, not good. Still not good. Yeah, uh, but it it isn't. Like I'll take a um, a Chick Fil A or a Popeyes. Um, what, what's the other place that was in uh, the Shake Shack? Shake Shack's chicken sandwich is is very good, but it's oh, super yeah. tiny, super tiny, and they're so expensive. Welcome back to the Chicken Talk. <laughs> chicken Talk podcast. Since there's no Los Polios Hermanos in real life, we got to make do with what we have. I totally get yeah. it. No, absolutely. Yeah, I bet, though, that their chicken sandwich, to get back to the podcast uh, and the goofy prediction of Sam, it would be great. And right? I think that it w- there would be a run on Polios Hermanos yeah. to get that sandwich. I-, I can imagine that being a great chicken sandwich. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, so... That is all our predictions. We will keep track as the as the season progresses and talk about them if necessary. And probably all gonna lose. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what we'll see what happens. I'm looking very forward to it. It is Monday, right? This is yes, the 13th, yes. and it comes out on on Monday. This this podcast will go up in the next day or so. Uh so damn. Um if you enjoy this podcast, go to iTunes. Uh, and rate and review. You can also email us. I'll put this information in the episode notes. Let us know your predictions for the season. Let us know what you think of the podcast, because I know not everybody's on iTunes, and some people probably stream it from the website, uh, which is xroadscomedy.com. Let us know what you think of the show, what you think of the podcast, and we'll do a giveaway, which we've done in the past on uh, the podcast, a Better Call Saul-related item. Let's say episode... Four within episode. No, actually, make it make it episode five, so we get four in under our belt. Um, on episode five, we will announce the winner of a Better Call Saul item. Um, or you can actually let's just do what we did in other podcasts. I should have thought of that, about this beforehand, and I'm not cutting any of it out. Uh, <laughs> is twenty five dollar item? You send us the link, and we will uh, wow. ship it to you. Twenty five dollar item. The only thing you have to do is either email us hello at xroadscomedy.com. Um, just letting us know what you think of the podcast or your thoughts on the show itself. Or if you want to leave a review, then email us that review and then post the review so that we can match who's who, who, so you can claim your review. (laughs) And so we don't just have somebody. No purchase necessary. Yeah. No purchase necessary. Not prohibited. Offer void, offer void in Utah. Yeah. Sorry, Deanna. If you don't win, (laughs) if you don't win the $25 uh, prize, Go buy uh, Bob Odenkirk's book, Comedy, 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 Drama. Yes. Recommend it. Big, yeah. big yes. fan. Yeah. Uh, and if you are writing to us from American Samoa, 
we might just have to give you a shirt for that reason. Yeah. I'll love yeah. it. Yeah. Get on All that. right. Yeah. So also stay is... tuned for our podcast in five years called uh, Gold Digging, which will be an episode by episode <laughs> breakdown of the that is this podcast and if you're interested in the other ones that we do uh i will say that we have the beacons are lit a lord of the rings podcast which will be going through the movies now uh in the long stretch leading up to <laughs> yes uh in the long stretch leading up to uh the rings of power the series on amazon prime as well as house of the dragon Stark Raven Mad, a Game of Thrones podcast, the podcast that basically launched a thousand podcasts that I do. <laughs> uh, we'll be making a return. It's our Game of Thrones podcast, and it will um, be coming back to cover House of the Dragon on HBO Max. Uh, and also, Michael has yes. another podcast, uh, yes. and that is the Prime Subjective, a Star Trek podcast, which is apparently going through Picard. Yes. Yeah. Picard season uh, two, and we have so many other shows that are appearing this year as well. It's it's uh it's hard out here for a podcaster right now, guys. Yeah, it's hard out here for a pod. Yeah, <laughs> that's better. That's there's better. also the canned peaches at Deadwood Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. It took us three years to do one season. So you know, smash that subscribe button. Yeah, <laughs> it is it is a podcast that is basically just for me at this point <laughs> and it's whenever we can whenever we can get to we finish season one and at some point we will get around to covering season season two and we've the been in show legal is... trouble with timothy oliphant because i've been playing <laughs> yeah. <Vincent> frankenstein <laughs> and they asked for a season desist also the yeah. show went on the air more than a decade ago so <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> you get what you pay even, for even the wrap-up movie is like a year and a half ago at this point uh <laughs> Go to xroadscomedy.com for information on shows and classes because we are more than than podcasts. We have shows live and online sometimes now too. Uh, the next run is in July. We just finished our run for Philly Theater Week. We have a co-produced show with Fringe Arts, which has Sarah Squirm from SNL. That is going to be on April 30th at the Fringe Arts Theater, which is newly renovated from what I understand. And then our next run is in, in July it's going to be a good time. And we do have uh, online classes now, too, one of which is taught by the fantabulous Matthew Schmid. It's going to be a sketch writing class, comedy writing, and also a comedy writing class with the amazing Rich Tallarico, who wrote for Saturday Night Live, The Tonight Show, and Key and Peele. Uh, so he's going to be doing a crash course in comedy writing, which will take place at the beginning of June for three weeks, uh, just once a day, not a three-week-long, every-single-day kind of course, and intensive. All right, that will do it for all the plugs for anybody that was still listening. And uh, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Michael. We are back. And uh, we will be back next week with our first episode breakdown of Better Call Saul season six. Thank you. And bye-bye. Sip that chat. Rest in peace, Kobe.